23 minutes to 9 o'clock. It is Thursday night. That means we welcome Tim Lundy again uh, for another week of hiking with Tim Lundy. How are you doing, Tim? I'm doing very well. There's a message here from Tony in Mullet, and he says, Hi, Lester, something about the moon tonight. Not true exactly. Something to do with the stars and the moon. Maybe you can tell the listeners, listeners you just come into the studio now. You are outside. Did you notice the moon and the stars? That's funny you should say that. I did look at the moon. I can't remember what I saw, though, but it, I think mm. it was pretty close to being full. But I did notice as well that Lion's Head had a lot of traffic on it. Lots of lights, lots of lights. Lots of lights, yeah. Okay. As always, you start uh, your hiking uh, feature with the rescue and safety recap. How is our safe as our mountains been? So, look, they've, uh, it's, we've had a lot of informative calls, hmm. which basically means we stand by and we wait to see if we are needed for assistance or not. Mm. Um, which is a good thing in one way and a bad thing in another way. It means that people are still getting injured. just means that we don't have to go out and get them. <laughs> <laughs> so they can still make their way back down sort of with minimal yeah. assistance. Yeah, so they, they're close to a road or, mm. you know, sand parks are able to go and assist them or, you know, they're close enough to an area that they can actually still walk. Mm. So they're not... Not too bad, but we, we put on, on mm. standby. Well, that's the nature of, uh, I guess, uh, hiking. Um, you have an update for us on the uh, Yonkosuk uh, uh, Pass uh, yes. access. It's been quite a bone of contention. Big Many time. people saying that they – I've heard one person on, on one of the shows saying that they've just bought a, um, a, a season pass for him and his family. And the point is to walk to the, uh, to the rocky pools there in that area. But in order to access just the access road path to that it was, it's probably about a five kilometer Correct, yeah. walk there and he's not planning to walk basically 10 kilometers just, just to, to access and, yeah, exactly. and then still take on the path what's the what's the update on that so i got an email today um updating um basically stating that um cape nature have sort of suspended the idea for now they're not giving up on it completely but they are going to suspend the the closure um, until they've been able to do a proper assessment and chat with role players as to better solutions mm. and, and better ways. I think, um, yeah, to expect people to do a 10-kilometer walk there and back just to get to the original start is a bit ridiculous. So I guess public sentiment wins for now. For now, yeah. Well, but w- what was the original consideration for closing the road access? I think there was a number of things that they were concerned about. People's safety was one of them. Um, there had apparently been a couple of accidents. People driving too fast was another one. Um, mountain bikers were complaining about cars, apparently. So there there were a number of things. It wasn't just one, mm. one thing. Um, but obviously the people that were going to be affected the most, the people are going to walk. I mean, you know, mm. 10 kilometers on a bike is still quite a way, but it, it's mm. very doable. Whereas um, trying to hike it, especially on a day like today, and as we're going into summer, I think it was a little bit unreasonable. Mm. So I, I think, yeah, we need to just see and, and wait and see to what what, mm. what ideas they come up with. Mm. And hopefully we can resolve it properly and everyone can still access the area quite safely and happily. Mm. Thursdays with Cape, uh, with with Tim Lundy means that you can call in on 021-446-0567 or WhatsApp us on 072-567-1567 with your uh, questions and comments about hiking in Cape Town and surrounds.
too, Timmy, is a wellspring of information, and I'm sure he'll give you some advice or an answer to some questions if you ask. Today we are talking about uh, access for people with disabilities uh, on on routes here in 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 Cape Town. It's, it's yeah. something that uh, um, that I have overlooked because of my privileges being an able-bodied uh, person that totally has. Uh, Escape me to even think of of people w- with disabilities still wanting access to the outdoors, still wanting to yeah. take in natural beauty, and even you know to take some trails uh, in, in and around Cape Town. Exactly. I mean, when I was writing my book a couple of years ago, it was one of the things that I took into consideration that the routes that I was that I was planning out, a lot of them are on the flat and are unable-bodied people, mm-hmm. disabled would actually be able to partake in some of the walks. Not all of them, um, which is actually also not true as well. It just means they're going to have to work a heck of a lot harder mm. than, than able-bodied people. Um, I think the message it, I'm trying to get across is that just because you're disabled doesn't mean mm. that you can't do it. You can do it, and there's no reason why you should be told that you can't do it. Mm. Um, and it, you know, there are a lot of people out there that are disabled and would love to get out and do mm. do walks and and they don't necessarily have to be going to the top of Table Mountain or it's just to get out and and still enjoy mm. what we have here. Mm. Uh, not too long ago, we've uh, we interviewed a, a gentleman who was taking on Kilimanjaro and he is a um, an amputee yeah. uh, and. Uh, um, uh, I think it was amputated above the knee, and and he's decided to to take on on Kilimanjaro, and that's and more and more people are, are doing that. Yeah, I mean Kilimanjaro is just one of the examples. Um, there are a lot of people that are able to do it, and I mean we've got the the Olympics mm. where um, disabled people are able to partake in sports, and I mean I, I watched a guy the other day; he had one leg. And he did the high jump. And he did it way better than I would ever be able to do it. It was just, you know, just because he, he has a disability, it mm. didn't stop him. In fact, it more than likely it, it drove him mm. to do what he did and, and achieve what he has has achieved. And I think the message is that because you're disabled doesn't mean you can't mm. and that you can actually go out there and do stuff. You can still go out and enjoy nature. And there are loads of places mm. in Cape Town and the Western Cape and, in fact, South Africa that they can see Be- places. Before we get to that, we want to introduce to the conversation Marlene LaRue. She's the CEO of the Artscape Theatre. She's also a disabled person's uh, uh, activist. She joins us now on the line. Marlene, how are you doing this evening? Hello, Lester. Thank you very much. I'm at our Arts Ability Festival at Arscape. Also celebrating the ability mm. for our people with disabilities. That is a, a, uh, a dance festival which I just saw this week, da- which I actually yes. really, really want to come see. And it's really cutting edge and no one will spot the dancer who's deaf. And that's the wonderfulness mm. of this particular festival is to showcase and to say to people, if you get the opportunity, you can be whoever you want to be with mm. equity and equality. And that's why this conversation about height and about nature is so important. It is not just, it's important that we must say, go climb the Kilimanjaro, you, must, you can go up. But it's also important to say, just for people with disabilities 
who wants to go out to parks mm-hmm. and I want to say thank you for Tim that we started this conversation actually when I met him. That's right. Remember yeah. I was interviewed by you list and I seized the opportunity and I thought okay Tim besides looking very handsome I am going to <laughs> We can hear you. We can hear you Molly. <laughs> I am going to tell you that you're going to take me on the walk mm. for the main reason is that persons with disabilities want to have normal lives. Mm. Just to go to a park that's accessible, just to go to any other nature reserve or on a hike with their families or with friends or with, of course, a lover, take a stroll in your wheelchair, wheel it off and It is about those things. And that's why I, I took hands with Tim and I said, let's form a partnership. And I bring my friends along and we identified family activities. Mm. And we can then, with Tim's network, mm. in a book, all what books are there already or on the website, take there. Which paths are accessible mm. for wheelchairs, for persons who are blind, And with cerebral palsy, is the pathway uneven or is there a railing or a chain? Mm. All of those things. And you, then you as a person with disability can make an informed decision which pathway to take. Mm. And, and, and Tim, it's, when we think of hiking, we, we think about mountainous, steep Areas with yeah. inclines. Well, that doesn't necessarily need to be the case. The case I know, for example, the um, the the West Coast biosphere. Uh, it's a pretty part of of the city. Um, beautiful environment, and it's primarily Absolutely. flat and a bit of a trail in some parts, but with some assistance if needs be yeah. pretty much accessible to people with with disabilities. No, absolutely. And I mean there's no reason why anybody can't just go out and do it and it's it's a uh, I think yeah we need to get the message out there that they can do it and they, they there's no reason why they can't and there are places out there that they can go and explore and Taco Island is one that I can think of off the top of my head right mm. now where if you're in a wheelchair or um on crutches or even blind um It is an amazing place to go, just the sounds alone um, from the birds. Um, yeah, it's, it's incredible. I must also, yeah, I want to say, Lester, I, I, I went to Mapumalanga and then I went to the pothole. So, because I'm, I'm, I'm also extremist, because eh? <laughs> I also climbed Table Mountain with my upper body. Mm. And it was an amazing feeling for me when I reached it. It took a day wow. for me to get up there, but it was an amazing feeling. So I want everybody to experience that because it's something you do for yourself. Yeah. But I then went to the Pumalanga and I thought, I'm going to do this trail of the potholes. Mm. And there was a sign that says wheelchair. You can get can collect a wheelchair. I said, oh, wow. okay, I'm going to try this. Um, although I'm going to walk it, I am just going to test. Do you know there's a wheelchair? There's the sign is wheelchair friendly. Mm. My good grief, it was so inaccessible. Mm. So our way of doing it is not to criticize, is to say nothing about persons with disability mm. without persons with disabilities. So I needed to go to that park by saying to them, take off the sign 
because the person in the wheelchair will be in yet more because you can't even push on that pathway mm. because you can topple over into over the potholes very far down mm. and I need to tell them the risk and the health and safety. And then they realize they never themselves ask a person in a wheelchair or a person that wants to wheel the wheelchair to sit in there and give them feedback. Mm. So it is about let us take hands, ask a person with disability that Tim and I are embarking on this journey together and say, let's do it. Let's try it out and we can do a write-up and we can advise the authorities, or the manager that's in charge there, that people don't feel fearful that we're going to take away their jobs. Okay, persons with disability needs to need job list. I must always put in that, hey? Needs jobs, otherwise we don't live a dignified mm. life. But we don't want to take over their jobs. Mm. We just want also quality of life. Marlene LaRue, she's the CEO of the Artscape Theatre, also an advocate for the rights of persons with disabilities. You have now compiled a list so far, and it's something that you're also going to be doing with Marlene, uh, yeah. Tim. Uh, just currently off the top of your head, what are some of the, the areas that, that are you know accessible to people with disabilities at the moment? Look, uh, promenade. Um, the whole sea point, and, and, we, is, and, we, is, and we, because it's paved, and we, we don't see matter. it as a hike. It's outdoors. Yeah. Mm. For some people, it's a hike. For some people, it it's more than enough. Mm. Um, just being outdoors mm. and experiencing. You don't have to be on a mountain in order to experience nature. Um, Amanus, you've got that whole coastline um, trek mm. that goes all the way to the New Harbour. And you can see whales, you can see dolphins, there's just so many things, fainbos, um, tortoises, mm. um, there's just, there's a whole world out there for, for people with disabilities and we need to bring more attention to the fact that they're out there mm. and that they can use them as well. Mm. It's, I, it's I, not exclusive to able-bodied people. Uh, you You have once explained to me the history of how trails are in fact sort of founded and and set it's something that's yeah. sort of a historical legacy one day people decided to sort of cut a path yeah. through this bush and you know th- over this rock and that sort of you know gets passed down um but as we go into a a new world of accessibility or new world of uh, of equality uh, should there be more of a a a way of setting trails that come in consultation with all sorts of groups and all sorts of people. Yes, there are certain limitations. Let's uh, let's be honest about that. But uh, but setting new trails, new access points with consultation, like with people, like Marlene. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, they should be considered, and then there are so many tracks that have never been considered. I mean, you get those boards um, that will tell you. You can hike in groups and you must take water and Mm. you can have a dog on a lead. You never see one that says disabled Mm. friendly. Mm. And um, we got quite a good feedback when we did the book um, around Cape Town on, you know, it's not just, just wheelchairs. It's, it's people with babies as well. Mm. It's kind of a, it sounds weird, but it's a bit of a disability Mm. because you, (laughs) you are kind of, Restricted as to what you can do because the baby can't walk, so you have to, you have to have a pram. Um, so it's there's no reason why you can't just because you've now got a baby child that you can't go out and do 
certain walks. Mm. I, I, I'm, I love the fact that, that more people are, are getting out. And it's also just about being seen and not being yeah. hidden away. And this is what I get from, from a lot of people who, who live with disabilities who say that they, they feel invisible to society. But if we create those, those levels of access, you exactly. know, two pathways, two trails, two hikes, People just become more visible and we become more considerate. And I think there are also people who um, have been able-bodied before and now become disabled. Mm. Often, I don't know how often, but some of them do go into depression and Mm. kind of hide away and kind of go, the world that I used to know is no longer. Mm. And in actual fact, the world that you used to know is still there. It just means things have changed and you need to... Do things differently. You don't necessarily have to work harder. You just have to do things differently in order to achieve the same thing. We have a voice note on 0725671567. Let's have a listen. Lester, so lovely to hear a conversation inclusive of disability. Chris is getting less and less able as his disease progresses, and we are finding places where we can utilize wheelchairs like the waterfront and like Artscape really accessible because he has doesn't need his own wheelchair yet but every now and again you just need a little bit of a rest when you go on these long treks and the waterfront and the artscape are two of our favorite places because we know that we can now relax in a wheelchair and still find mm. them very accessible thanks for a great show mm. Thanks so much there to Karen in Glen Ken uh, for that message. Uh, quite a few uh, people have messaged, uh, sent in messages for you. Um, yeah. uh, here's one that asks the um, the Hutchinson Dam, the hilly Hutchinson Dam. It's yes. on top of Table Mountain. Um, can one swim there or not? There's a, the no swim sign has been seemingly taken down, this person says. As far as I know, sandbox don't allow people mm. to, to swim in that dam. Um, it may have changed. I doubt it. I can't see why they would change it um, because that is still drinking water. Mm. The city does still use that water. So it's a it's a very small portion of water. But, yeah, they, they prefer us not to, to swim in it. Uh, just to, to wrap up this conversation regarding accessibility to uh, people, persons with, with, with disabilities, um, do you find that you have this is your business this is your yeah. life are there many people who contact you who say i want to get out i want to see the natural beauty whether it be from a little bit of an elevated position or you know so, somewhere nice you know do you, do you get lots of calls of people at least inquiring Sadly not mm. no and and i wish i'd I got more because there are so many people out there that i think are dying to be out in the open and explore and see things that able-bodied people do go out and see. And um, Table Mountain, they've got a wheelchair at the top Mm. and you can go on that path and you can see the views and you can see the plants. Um, A lot of people don't know this, but in February you get the blue dyser. And if you go up in the cable car and you walk around that path, which 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 is which is paved and it's quite it's paved, quite yeah. Access, yeah. accessible, and and you get great views, you can get right up to the edge. Um, the blue dyser is actually flowering all around, um, and if you know what to look for, mm. it's a spectacular plant to see. So that that kind of plant, which is normally in really mm. very difficult areas to get to for able-bodied people. 
up there, you mm. can actually go and see it as well and enjoy it just like everybody else. And and finally, you're planning a uh, hiking with Tim Lundy Cape Talker yes. family walk the 14th of December. Just remind us where we're meeting and where we're going to walk to. So the family walk is on the Greenpoint Park, the, the Eco Park, and then we go along the promenade. So disabled people on and people with kids and yeah they can all join in it's not just family it's anybody who wants to join us more than welcome to join us for a nice walk around that area and to see what cape town has actually Mm. done with the park and different plants that you can see it's yeah there's a nice play area there's Mm. a snack area as well and then we take a walk along the, the waterfront as well. I, I'm really looking forward to it. The last uh, uh, listeners' walk that we had was along the, the contour path. Yes. I, th- I, th- I think and we had a handful of listeners with us. It was absolutely amazing. And please, if you want to uh, come along with us, 14th of December, because it's pretty yeah. flat, pretty accessible, I don't think we're going to keep a limit to numbers. People just have yeah. to, to keep up with you. But the 14th of December, Tim Lundy takes us on a listeners' walk, starts at... Uh, uh, the Greenpoint Park. If you'd like to join us, uh, we'll fill you in with more details from next week. But Tim, just finally, as always, if people want to get in touch with you, particularly if people want to get in touch with you on um, on hikes that are accessible to, to disabled people, how do they get hold of you? They can get hold of me, Tim, at capetownhiking.ca.za or on Twitter, which is at, at Hiking Cape Town, or Instagram, which is Hiking. And Tim Lundy will be back with us again next week, this time just after 8.30 on a Thursday night for Hiking with Tim Lundy. Tim, thanks so much.